This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Relax, this is Tope Up. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Leave that in. Nah. I, um, I, we, in our last episode, we spoke about what desserts we would have. We're recording two in a row uh, yeah. today because we're in the same place. And we spoke about what desserts we would have on our death row meal. And I, you're off sugar at the moment. So I have now been just craving sugar. So <laughs> I've just made myself a hot chocolate with marshmallows. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's so delicious. <laughs> Um, I had to get a new iPhone this week. Um, they now they do trade-ins now, like a car. So if you've got an old phone, you can get it valued and then they'll give that off the price of the new one. I dropped mine and so mine's currently shattered the screen. Is that one where you cut your finger every time you swipe? Every time I swipe. And I can't see anything in the top corner. So if the information's up the top, I can't actually (laughs) access it. It's my Bluetooth on, I can't tell. Um, and so, uh, I went in to get it. And the dude who was serving me was a lovely guy, young guy. Your typical, he looked like a nerd, like a bit of a neckbeard, had a baseball cap and stuff yep. like that. Lovely guy. Quickly became apparent, talking to him, that he had terrible BO. Like, you know the kind of BO that's just sort of like, whoa, it's like pig pen. You, you have to stand about a meter back. Bad breath and really bad BO. But I was, you know, I didn't, I just sort of played it cool and held my breath a lot through the conversation. And uh, We got in an Uber the other night and this is very rare that something like this would happen. But this guy's... And again, this is I'm, I feel bad for people who have it and don't know or whatever. Like, So I don't mean to judge this person. He was probably working very hard and whatever. But we got in to go out for a nice night out dinner and we got in this car and it was the sort of smell where you're just like, this is going to permeate out. Yeah, I can't enjoy my meal after this. So... We made an excuse, cancelled the Uber, <laughs> went back into the house. Had a shower. <laughs> five minutes, like waited five minutes. So hopefully, had like a silkwood shower. So hopefully he had gone out of the area, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to get him again. And then we got him again. It was the same driver that we got again. So then we had to we change had to kill phones. <laughs> no, we had to cancel his. And then we had to change phones. So it wasn't the same phone yet again. And then wait until we could get a different one. Why you In fact, a, I think why you I just went, book a taxi. I went to a premium. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, I'm going to upgrade. Well, your uh, reluctance to speak up about it or let the guy know or embarrass him or anything like that is very pertinent to this story. Yeah, right. So. It took a while, like, you know, five, 10 minutes to get the phone organized and pay for all the kind of stuff and do the hand because I was doing a trade in. So that to value that, all that kind of stuff. So it's probably about 10 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> like when he first, uh, 
when he first um, was going through everything, I was like, oh, this is ripe. There was a wall of like headphones behind me. So I just turned around as if I was browsing the headphones. I just had my head turned the other way, but for, you know, what I figured would be like a, a reasonable excuse. He's asked me questions and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, you should headphones? I'm like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's fine there. That's yeah. my address, blah, 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 blah. But kept my head turning away. Yeah. You turn back, you've got two earbuds up your nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> to those AirPods. <laughs> and so then he, um, then he said, okay, I'm just going to go you know, get in the new phone or whatever. And so he left, but the smell lingered. It was there. And I'm like, oh, I can't stand here because people think I'm the smelly guy. Right. So then I crossed to the other side of the store and um, I was sort of checking out something else. And I swear to God, I smelled him before he arrived. Like, it was weird. Like, and so, you know, I was talking to him and did the transaction, handed over my old phone, got my new phone, paid for it. And I was on my way out and I'm like, Oh shit, man, like this dude, I feel sort of bad for him. I think he should know, but, you know, discreetly, and I'm not going to be the one to say it. So I saw the manager on the way out. I think you should know, but I'm not going to be the <laughs> yeah, one to yeah, say yeah. it. <laughs> so I see the manager, the guy or the greeter yeah. on the way out. And so I say, hey, man, look, um, I said, not to make a big deal about no. this because it wasn't a big deal, mm. but just discreetly, I said, the guy who served me, I said, his personal hygiene wasn't the greatest. So maybe. At some stage, someone could just like have a word to him just because I think, you know, it might become an issue for him. He may not be aware, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, absolutely no problem, no problem. And so I kept going to the car. Yeah. <laughs> I got halfway. And you see him being kicked to death in the alleyway. I get halfway to my car. I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't get the SIM card out of my phone. And I'm like, oh, I'll just go back and get it. I'll find the guy and go back and get it. Oh. As I walk in, because when I spoke to the manager, I assumed when his shift is done or at the Tuesday meeting or whatever, I walk back in and the manager's like, you know, talking, like pointing at the guy who just left. Pointing at his underarm. Holding holding his his nose. nose. (laughs) He held up a skunk, pointed at his bum. (laughs) Held up a dirty diaper filled with human hair and lit it on fire. But all in mind, yeah. he, trained, he trained at Juilliard. Uh, man. So then I'm like, well, I have to, cause I have to go back to the guy who sold me the phone and get my old <laughs> And so I walked up and I mean, in I just played Smell-o. it. No, I felt bad. I went in and took yeah. a big whiff. Like, I wanted to prove that I wasn't that wasn't guy. Because clearly, I just walked in and just sniffed oh, the air. I was like, oh, that uh, doesn't smell like rotten smells, eggs smells normal. and farts trapped in a jar for a week. Oh, just taking really deep breaths. You start doing yoga <laughs> in the corner. But then I, the fumes start getting me. I start getting lightheaded. I pass out, hit my head on an iPad on the way down. Forget why you're there. The guy gives me mouth to mouth. Have to get no. He gives you the smelling salts, but it's just him lifting up his arm. So I went back and saw the guy, and uh, I mean, I'm assuming he knew because I don't know. I don't think it was time for someone him to have served someone else. (laughs) Um, But he was very sheepish, and I felt terrible, and I. And, but that was it. I it's left. hard to know though, because what do you mean? 
Well, because I feel... My, if someone told, said that to you, like if someone at your workplace came <laughs> and said, uh, well, great episode of Gruen tonight. Uh, everyone loved it. Everyone was on fire. Loved Todd's t-shirt. Good stuff. Um, but people... Well, so far, <laughs> this is word by word how it happens. So. But um, the guys in the panel just wanted me to have a, a quiet word to you. Uh, it's just maybe, I think it's the suits and, and the hot lights and stuff that... Um, Say it's like you've got a bit of a personal hygiene thing. Like, can we get you more deodorant or something like that? Um, yeah, I think actually I would feel slightly embarrassed, but grateful that I've been told. Is it the way you're told? Yes. If I came up and said, "You held up a skunk and pointed at asshole," then yeah, I I do remember one Charlie Pickering and I used to live together. And we were driving somewhere together. Charlie had the car and I came out of the house because I was running late or whatever was in the morning. And I remember getting in the car and next to Charlie and him sort of just taking one breath and being like, dude, your fucking breath stinks. That absolutely fucking stinks. Go inside and brush your teeth. And that, it was, that was enough. I was so humiliated that I, like, I am now like super conscious about like brushing my teeth before I leave the house. Yeah, I... I like to think that I have a good level of personal hygiene. I've never thought of you sort of smelling. No, no, no. I like to think that I, I'm... You I'm, have no scent. Yeah. Wolverine was trying to track you. Be like, I can't find him. Yeah. I mean, look, you can tell if I've been smoking, right, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you have a certain... Yeah, I have a certain scent. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like Otto's hat. <laughs> <laughs> Smells a bit like medicine around those parts. But otherwise, yes... Um, I like to think that I'm clean and I certainly don't get um, amiable comment on the fact that like my t-shirts, even if I wear something like to bed after I've worn it during the day or whatever, I don't have a particularly like, you know, I don't get particularly sweaty on stage, you know, like if it's really hot, yeah, sure. But like just in a natural. I I stink a lot, a lot. Like I sweat a lot and I stink a lot and it's an issue. (laughs) Like when I was doing Home and Away, they would, during summer, they would always have to have a standby shirt uh, because I would sweat through. You're shooting on a beach out in the sun. I would sweat through a shirt in like two seconds flat. Um, sweater and a stinker. <laughs> They're the two dwarves that aren't really spoken about much on Snow White. I Well, the, yeah, so this is what I was going to say. Is I feel for the person who has that because it's an issue beyond their control. Is like, it? Well, that's where it gets more complicated, right? Is it an issue beyond their control or is it a matter of them not looking after their personal hygiene? There is a gray area in between. And when you're inconveniencing... You might have had halitosis. When you're inconveniencing other people. Mm. Anyway, it's a difficult area to bring it up. I would be too afraid to bring it up. I would think that I was going to hurt their feelings. But when you brought it up to me and that grew an example, I actually naturally felt at the end of that, I was like, no, I prefer to know because now I can... Stop stinking. Do something about it. I don't want to stink every week. And people go, the show's good, but fuck, he stinks. Like, it is hard to tell someone they smell. Like, I dated a girl once who smelled. <laughs> and I don't know what it was. Like, I don't know. I don't think it was an oil or a perfume or something. There was just something inherent in her. Maybe it's something she was eating, but she had a scent that I, I found unpleasant. Well, I mean, but it can be that as well, right? It can literally be as simple as you're eating a lot of garlic or whatever and and, mm. and it kind of... And, and you're a vampire. And I'm a vampire, so, clearly. Of course. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but, but something, yeah, you're, you are a no-center. 
Some people have a scent, but it's based on like a perfume or something. But then there's other people I know that have, like obviously your partner, you know your partner's scent on, on the pillow or something like that. But other people do. I mean, we're talking about The Rock in the last episode. And they say that scent is the strongest thing to trigger memory. Like they say you should burn a candle or whatever when you're studying. Could it be that very famous people, very memorable people have a, a scent? Like a pheromone. Yeah, but I guess it doesn't work because you're watching them on TV. But it's got to start somewhere, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like a charisma. Is that a thing? I mean, well, they have those, you know, pheromone wipes that you can buy in the, like... The pub for two bucks. Yeah, but what if The Rock put Wipe out a range of those? sexy. If the, if the Rock put out a range and they were 20 bucks a thing, how many people would buy them at a nightclub? Everyone. Yeah. I mean, does it have to be guaranteed or is it just The Rock's face? I reckon you'd do better regardless. I think the rock, I would like to think that the rock. Are we going to talk about the rock again? I, I would like to think that the rock believes in the business enough that he's not just faking it. I believe that the rock, after every workout, would be wiping. It's like essentially a porn star selling used underwear, right? right. The rock is like when he's wiping doing his, his sweat after he's done his Monday, yeah, Monday motivation workout. Package that because he's sweating anyway. And then they just package that sweat and they, they, like, they dispense it in... You know, well, what's the bathrooms. idea behind the wipe-on hormones? Like, well, it's, the, the, there's naturally pheromones are like, you know, people respond to But where do pheromones. they source them from? From animals or something? Oh. Is that where they get them never from? I never really thought about that. I just thought from Google like it. they milk horny guys. <laughs> I never really thought about where the... And is it pheromones? pheromones. If I type in wipe-on... Wipe I on think ferm- pheromones... But I might be wrong about that. But my memory of it is pheromones. Not that I know what a pheromone really is. No. It's like a... Particularly the more I say the word pheromone. It's a chemical. Hmm. Mm. All right. So wipe on pheromones. I've typed into Google. Yeah. What, is it, what does it say? It says your Wi-Fi is fucking shit. Oh. <laughs> Let me wow. switch to 4G. To uh, wipe on pheromones. Okay. So there is there are products. Yeah. Um. Well, should we just go straight to the source? Wipe on sex appeal? Yeah. You know what's fucking crazy? Is like, you know, we just started this little bit about wipe on pheromones. And when you mentioned the ones you get from a pub, I said wipe on pheromones. Like I knew the brand. Like obviously that advertising has worked on me. I can't remember the last time I was in a pub toilet, let alone... Okay. So this is from wipeonsexappeal.com. Fuck me. Where we end up on this show sometimes surprises me. Australia's top wipe-on sex appeal, pheromone wipe. Sending out subconscious scents, pheromone wipes work to attract both men and women. Pheromones are unique chemicals that attract the opposite sex through a certain scent. Mm. As a result, attraction is naturally triggered and the receiver will automatically respond through instinct, whether they first acknowledge the attraction or not. Buy 15 sachets of wipe-on sex appeal to draw in those you've got your eye on. Be irresistible by simply wiping our product on your neck and wrist to boost your sex appeal. Now, do you think you have to keep using it? Or once you've hooked someone in, then that's fine? Or do you now have to have a no, I think lifelong supply of these pheromones? No, I think it's just to attract attention, right? It's to attract the attention of the mate, not to hold, yeah, but well, not the, to hold their attention. But if the mate has been <laughs> That's attracted, what Netflix is for. <laughs> if the mate has been attracted in the first place by this unique smell that's going out there, this like, you you know, need to love potion... It. Well, do you want like, to see, they've got on this website how pheromones work? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, how does pheromone attraction work? Yeah. This sounds pretty sciencey. Almost all creatures send out a form of chemical signal to attract mm, the opposite mm. sex. Checks out. 
to attract the opposite sex. Yeah. I think that's an important mm. distinction. And trigger a number of different reactions, no matter the species. So what if you wipe it on and a horse takes a fancy to you? Or well, horse pheromones don't work for men or humans. Well, that's how you know you haven't got good pheromones. <laughs> It's not up. working with the ladies, but on your way home as you walk past those. I tried to kiss a horse. It slapped what me. What happened? What happened to your jaw? Oh, dude, I tried to kiss a horse. I'm trying these new horse pheromones. <laughs> yeah, but they're meant to come to you. You don't go. It doesn't mean you can go up and kiss a horse. It's a good point. It's meant to attract horses. I just went and kiss one. I rubbed this on and then I kissed a horse. Is that how it's meant to work? <laughs> What happened to Will Anderson after he left radio? You wouldn't believe it. Wouldn't he moved like to the country yeah. and they you ever found heard of him. one for months? Okay. In some cases, these reactions aren't always sexual. Okay. But pheromones attraction can work simply through the scent signals that are given out. This is very sciencey. <laughs> As one of the top pheromone for women, pheromones for women, our wipe on love appeal products help help men and women find their best match. Okay, so it's Right, so it attracts both men and women. So men and women. Is it the same pheromone? So it's just like the pheromone is like a universal remote, works on men and women. You don't have to have, like men don't give off a certain pheromone and women give off because otherwise... But isn't that problematic at your night out? Like I'm all for, you know, people having all range of relationships and sexual maybe fluidity. you're somebody who wants to attract both men and women. That is absolutely fine. But in a heteronormative world, that's they like... Mu- you must have I to imagine buy. in some bars... Like some blokes oh, rubbing that on, hoping they're going to meet some if women. Everyone there's like, on bloody pheromones. Right. <laughs> they're all getting bloody high on each other. Well, they're all, yeah, they're all just attracted to each other, though, if it attracts men and women, right? Okay. Um, our wipe on love appeal products help men and women find their best match. How? Osmology. What's osmology? <laughs> osmology. The science of smelling. Is it? Should I Google that? Is osmology the science of smelling? I mean, it could be, I guess. It's weird that cosmology is a study of the universe and osmology would be the study of smelling. All right. Well, I guess it's what you do when you can't see. So you drop the C and you... Anyway, whatever. I'm just trying to fill in time while... uh, I'm sorry. There's osmology. No results found. That can't be right. Well, it could be. could be right. There is no such thing as osmology according to Wikipedia, right? Mm. Osmology. As they spell it, O-S-M-O-L-O-G-Y. Yeah. Candle, these are the, the mm. top hits. Candle, an index of branch science. List of words ending in ology. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've made it up. I think they have made it up, Charlie. As I suspected that some of this might be made up. <clears throat> okay, it works by osmology. <laughs> a thing we just made up by just literally like dropping the C I, from I cosmology. I just have to look up osmology because I worry that it does. It, it feels like, it sounds like a word that should be something. Well, no, it sounds Os- like cosmology, which is an actual thing. Osmology, here we go. This is just the normal Google search. Noun, osmology, the scientific study of smells. Okay. According to wiktionary.com. All right. I thought for a second I was going to say, according to wipe on sex appeal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, osmology, the home of interior fragrance. I guess they're right. Do you want to issue your apology now to wipe on sex appeal, Will? I'd like to say I am Ori. <laughs> uh, okay, right. Um, let's go back okay. to wipe on sex appeal. Okay, so you wipe on these pheromones. Yep. Wipe on the pheromones. Attract men and women. 
Uh, it's recently, the, the science of osmology has recently concluded that both men and women are attracted to each other through scent signals and chemical messages. The Not ways. these ones, though, necessarily. Sexual attraction is then triggered. Well, is it? They didn't say... It says you attract them. Why yeah. is the sexual attraction is then... Or triggered? I mean, they're being a bit uh, uh, hyperbolic with mm. the word triggered. Sexual attraction, the potential for yeah, the is potential created. For sexual, yeah, the potential for sexual But also, you might is, go home and masturbate. Exactly. <laughs> Same thing could happen. Alongside another man who's also high on wipe-on pheromones. Awakening other hormones, fertility, and deep emotion. So yeah. there, what a, what's great doublespeak about this is that they're not saying that it'll help you get pregnant. No. In no way. <laughs> um, okay. The pheromones of wipe-on sex appeal pheromone imitates the properties of substances secret, secreted by adults. So this is a, a chemical... Yeah, imitation. That comes in your, but it comes in your skin. It's not like a... It comes off your skin and leaves a scent. Is yeah. that what they're sort of saying? Yeah. Okay, you secrete it. Which mm. behavioural scientists... Oh, yeah, okay. ...have long felt is important to attracting mates at a subconscious level. Citation needed. I mean, I've got to say... On the webpage I'm reading, they've got this very in-depth breakdown of pheromones, which is very interesting to hold my attention. But next to it is a photo of a girl lifting up her skirt. <laughs> so, I mean, although they are, they are like a hustler who is dressed like a doctor trying to convince you, but at the same time, like there is something inherently untrustworthy and sleazy about this. Yeah, a lot of... Uh... Proper scientists don't like put out. Maybe people would pay more attention to the IPCC <laughs> report in a climate a change if there was just some girls playing tennis wearing no undies. Pheromones are not consciously detected by the opposite sex. The molecules are detected inside the woman's. Oh, yeah. Here's a word: vomenal nasal organ. Oh yeah, okay. They love it when you hit their venino nasal. <laughs> sounds like a, an Oscar-winning actress, venino yeah, nasal. Venino nasal. I love the tribute Vermina, to Vermeer Nasal. No, Vermeer Nasal. Vermeer Nasal. Vermeer Nasal. Vermeer Nasal. Vermeer Nasal. V-O-M-E-R. Voma. Voma. Vermeer Nasal. Voma Nasal. Voma Nasal. Vermeer Nasal. How many doctors listen to this podcast? <laughs> They're fucking tearing their hair out right now. <laughs> you can afford more. <laughs> Uh, this information is transmitted to parts of the limbic brain. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. I mean, they've this used is, a word that I've heard This is what of. this sort of company relies on. Us having vaguely heard of enough of these mumbo-jumbo terms that they've put it together. That stimulates your medulla oblongata. Yeah. Yeah. We're about to explain pseudoscience. <laughs> a person exposed to this smell feels a subconscious attraction. Mm. Okay, so I think they're... They're doing doublespeak here where yeah. they're suggesting with nude bum here that mm. it's going to lead to sex. But what they're actually saying reading between the lines is someone may come talk to you to say you smell like you're smothered in gasoline and diarrhea. <laughs> Can you leave the bar, please? A fair of my wife's. There are conversations. Dude, these wives work. That's... I had fucking people come out talking all day mainly to say you stink, get the fuck out, sir. Can you leave? But, dude, I got a lot of numbers lot of people who want to kill me. So... A priest yeah. threw holy water at me. Basically, what they've said so far is that there may be some science that says that pheromones are a thing and that they work, but they have at no point through their mumbo jumbo talk convinced me that their particular. I mean, where, of they, pheromones, where does it come from? We still where out. does it come from? Like, is it some like oh, God, how does it work? Camp in China or something where the people are oh, like getting no. wiped for their secretions. Oh no. 
Uh, act Ch- sexy, fall in love with each other, and then like you get the secretion and mm. wipe it down. And this is from else. a bloody Chinese pheromone camp. Uh, yuck! People who express blood, blood pheromones. People who express different opinions and are all locked up for the government for their pheromones. What is a pheromone wipe? A wipe on sex appeal is a pheromone-based wet wipe. Yep. It and the punctuation is wrong here. They, they ended the sentence. Space. Full stop. Space. Next sentence. Oh, don't like it. Nah. Doesn't make me trust them. It contains pure pheromones. Simply wipe on your neck and wrist to boost your sex appeal. Okay. Where what about fer- some Tofop pheromone wipes? Tofop pheromones. <laughs> We've established our brand as a distributor, distributor of top pheromones for women and men, yeah. offering sexual attraction wipes that will help with intimacy and searching for your soulmate. Additionally, <laughs> wait a minute. I mean... And it helps you with intimacy. Sure, I get mm. that. Yeah. If you're wearing white, you're at a pub, wipe on pheromone, chances are you may attract someone. You may yeah. hook up with that person. Maybe you won't. Yeah. Your soulmate. <laughs> like, if you have met your soulmate when you've been at the pub mm. and you've bought, you spent two bucks in the men's toilet to buy a wipe on pheromone and then you met your soulmate, please write into the show. It's not a great story <laughs> to tell at a wedding. Like... Yeah, but also, how are you meeting your soulmate by basically tricking them by rubbing some pheromones that are you aren't you them? on your... But that's what you're doing. Oh, I guess so. It's false advertising. Create your own pheromones. You're using the rocks pheromones. If the attraction is about the fact that... You, you know, give off a scent. You give off a scent, but it's not your scent okay, that you're giving off. About, I'm like, you know... Uh, you, body you meet Cyrano. Your part, you meet, body Cyrano de Bergerac, but of smell. Your partner, when you meet your partner, they dye their hair. Oh. And then they go back to natural mm. colour. And you're mm. like... Mm. Wait a minute. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? Like, if someone changes something about them that appeals to you, mm. that's not like... I mean, yeah, they to attract you, they dyed their hair or they wore that shirt or they... No, but that's not the... Because like, rubbing, on, you on, rubbing on pheromones is like catfishing you, getting somebody else's identity. It's like, you know, taking their friend's identity so, or it, job okay. or it's single it, white female. But if, if it was not taken from humans, if it was chemically created, mm. so they just made a synthetic that's how different how's that different to wearing perfume it's not I win your honour <laughs> case closed the answer is shut up <laughs> just close every case by saying I win case closed shut up case closed shut up um, I think it is different because you're like What's the difference between going, oh, you know, I'll put this pill in their drink to make them feel happier and they'll be more attracted to me. It's only to get their attention. Remember. So that's well, what I'm I saying. don't know. I don't know well, what the power get, of these pheromones is. Someone, people get attention with makeup, with how they dress, yeah. how they do their hair. Okay. But so that you is think, not like necessarily... The using... agreement is not you have to stay that way forever. For me to stay interested in you, you have to... Like if it, if it is synthetically based... I All I would that... say is... Could you not do the same thing with, say, some freshly baked bread? Yes. Like, if you walked in with a fresh baguette in your pocket, it would have the same... I swear, it's a baguette. Oh, my God. He had this giant steaming thing in his pocket. It scared me, Like a honest. hot baguette. Just... <laughs> ah, fuck. You sit down on your date. What happened? Ah, my dick went into the baguette. What? But wouldn't that give off also a, a pleasant aroma that would attract attention yep. to people? Yeah. Well, we're just going to take a little break from the show to talk about our favourite underdog success story movement watches they are they actually are my if you were going to list, get me to list my favorite underdog success stories i would say movement watches number one uh number two yeah uh, the mighty ducks from the movie the mighty ducks 
number one, and then the Mighty yeah. Ducks from the movie The Mighty Ducks 3 when they go to the Olympics. I don't think you can name the same thing as two and three, right? It has to be a third. You should have put Rocky in there. No, because no, because the Mighty Ducks in the Mighty Ducks and number three are a, a new bunch of Mighty Ducks. So, you know, it's, it's Team America, really, by Mighty Ducks 3. So I consider that a completely different franchise. So no, no, no. They, they, they count as different teams. That's like saying that, you know, like movement does sunglasses and watches, but sunglasses and watches aren't the same thing. If you were saying what yeah. are the best products available okay. on the internet, you could say movement watches and you could say movement sunglasses. And if you wanted to, you could put movement accessories in there as well, Charlie. Okay, so a one, two, three, a movement watches, <laughs> movement sunglasses and movement accessories. And then the Mighty Ducks in the order, one, three, and then two. Uh, movement watches was founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. They've sold almost 2 million watches worldwide by bringing quality designs at fair prices. And I have to say, Will, I love their watches. I have the Black Rose and I've just received my second movement watch, the Bourbon Rose. There's a bit of a theme with roses here. I'm wearing it right now. I love this watch i actually um i feel it's time to grow up and get like a timepiece mm. stop checking my phone because i feel like when i'm checking my phone i'm also tempted to go on, on check social media and stuff i'm trying to cut down on that so now i have this elegant timepiece that i can check took me a while to realize you need to wind it <laughs> for a second there i thought i was gonna have to cash in my movement warranty because i'm like oh my god it doesn't work it broke after one day. And then someone pointed out, no, 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 Charlie. Uh, this is a watch you have to wind. They've also dropped their first ever automatic watch, which is the Arc Automatic. Oh, no, that's this watch I'm talking about. But uh, you, can't, there's, you can't get enough of their other styles, including their 1960s American muscle car inspired blacktop collection. Movement watches aren't just the best gifts. So are movement sunglasses and other accessories. Yeah, they're all, they're all in my top three, Charlie. I get lots of compliments on this watch. Mm. In fact, the other day, Gemma said, you know what? I'm glad I married you because that movement watch. Wow. She said it's been a long haul. It's, the nicest it's all paid off because you got that movement said, watch. Including your wedding and the birth of your child. Movement watches are all about looking good while keeping it simple. They don't tell you how many steps you've taken or blow up your wrist with text messages. They're not overly intrusive on life with notifications, text messages, emails, etc., etc. They tell time like a true classic timepiece and they look good doing it. This watch in particular, well, the uh, Bourbon Rose, it has a clear back so you can actually see all the mechanisms of how the watch is built and put together and i tell you what i could never be a watchmaker oh well i already knew that without having to see what mechanisms were in there even though there was a little rat on a little wheel chasing some cheese you wouldn't have been able to put that together movement are a ground up on 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 that was a ground up sentence <laughs> and they're a ground up entrepreneur story and you needed to see the insides of a watch to tell that you couldn't be a watchmaker <laughs> they understand living under a tight budget because they've been there too they wanted real quality products for everyone. They were two college dropouts who became boys done good. Almost 2 million watches sold in over 160 countries. And the best thing about moving watches, Will, is that they start at just 95 buckaroos. You're looking at $400 for the same quality from a traditional brand. The thing about this is I've saved cash. And saving cash is the thing that I love to do. You know what I've spent that cash on, Will? What? Mighty Ducks box sets, <laughs> one through three. <laughs> It's weird. You don't even have a DVD player. So to get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns, you go to movement.com slash TOEFOP. And that last bit's important because that's that way uh, Movement know that we sent you. They're launching new styles on their site all the time. So check out movement.com slash TOEFOP. And Will? Join the movement. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, Gemma and I aren't big on perfumes or colognes or anything like that. We don't really... She doesn't really wear perfume. And I think it just depends on... 
Like Amy's very smell conscious. She's mm. very smell sensitive. She has an in- incredible sense of smell. I actually like her sense of smell is like it. It's like an X Men power. Yeah. It, it and it does mean that probably my oversensitivity to being clean probably also has <laughs> yeah, something to do with her incredible sense of smell. Sense. Yeah. Yeah, well, I I've think, adapted. <laughs> I think that's how I felt in that Apple store. Was mm. like, oh, this must be how it is for Amy on like public transport yeah. all the time. Is that everyone smells like this? Yeah, absolutely. We met a, a woman. Um, I can have a shower, brush my teeth, go back into the the end of the house, and she can smell whatever I did before I had a shower and brush my teeth. <laughs> like it's Sherlock, she can just break it down. Yeah, she just like it, it's this like I can wash and brush my teeth, and she can still like the smell is lingering enough from her from whatever was before. It's incredible, but also. So annoying for her <laughs> in so many situations where things they smell. Yeah. Public transport, anything where there's different smells. Oh, well, when Markets we, get, when we go back to the farm, oh, yeah. like, and because there's this constant sort of smell of animal shit, like, you know, in the country, yeah, it's just natural, it's just part of it, and you get used to it. But if you're someone like her who's going back with her superpowers, yeah, no, we no met good. This, this woman uh, who lives up in Byron who uh, we're looking at her house for a location to shoot in, and she has this amazing property. Out of, out of suburbs of Byron. And um, when we're walking around the house, it, she had all this like really bold artwork everywhere. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Very colorful, but almost like vibrant, almost psychedelic. It was just like really bright, bold colors, sometimes fluorescent, really. Like um, the one portrait was like of a parrot in a jungle. So you can just sort of imagine just like bang, 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 bang. And we just started asking her about the artwork and she said, oh yeah, um, I was born with, and I can't remember the, the science of it, but you know, you have receptacons in your eye and people Decepticons. see... Decepticons? Yeah, Decepticons. <laughs> I've got Starscream in the left and Megatron in the right. They hate each other. <laughs> the left eye's always trying to fucking undermine the right one. That's why I have to get corrected Well, surgery. you have Receptacons. Uh, Receptacones. Receptacones. You have like cones in your eye that detect like red, blue, green and all that kind of okay. stuff. And so like everyone, ice cream cones? Yes. <laughs> like bong bong cones oh you have a couple of cones yeah yeah red eye it's yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh she was saying like most people and i can't remember the, the, the stat of it but most people have a field of vision like the average field of vision of say is say fifty thousand. blah 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 but she has 200 times that like she has this incredible range of color spectrum so she said that she started painting at a, at a young age because she was trying to recreate the so she'll mix colors to try to create the colors that she sees. So when she looks at like a plant, like a house plant that just looks green to us, she will see a depth and complexity of colors in that, which she sort of brings out in the artwork. It's really interesting. The funny thing is, if she was an athlete... Mm, that was an unfair advantage. Yeah, they'd ban her from the sport. Would they? If well, that was a natural... Well, you know, as in like, that's not necessarily true. There are degrees of it. Obviously, can be born with... Whatever. Yeah, Ian Thorpe had a big, yeah, feet. big feet, you know, helpful for his job. But then you get into the Casta Semenya area where somebody's born with, like, you know, more testosterone than the people she's competing against. And, you know, yeah, essentially, eventually they get to the point where going, well, you were just born with too much natural mm. advantage and ability and we have to stop you from playing the sport. But if you're an artist, it's just like, who cares? There's no rules. Yeah, well, the thing that's made you great—that's fine. You know, it's good. I yeah. guess. Yeah, I wonder if it, if that extends to to smells. I mean, what's a what good 
job to be someone who's like a good really smeller. good smeller. Uh, well, isn't there a whole book and movie about it? Perfume? That oh, is that... So is that... I've never seen Perfume. Neither have I. Yeah. I'll, let's, let's say let's what Perfume's about based what on what movie. we know about yeah, Perfume. Okay. Okay. So Daniel Day-Lewis, right? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Oh, no, that's the dressmaker one. What's that one called? Um, the one where he... Uh, like his final performance. Yeah, yeah, I play yeah. a... Yeah. I've not seen that either. That, that looks boring. <laughs> The Phantom Menace. I thought it was a sequel so firstly, to The Phantom Menace. I don't think I'm going to be able to... I thought to... it was a sequel to the 1998 classic, The Phantom with Billy Zane. And I was very disappointed. <laughs> the Phantom Trilogy. The, yeah. Phantom, <laughs> the Phantom Menace and The Phantom and The, the Phantom, Phantom Thread. The Phantom Menace, Phantom Thread. Yeah. Um, um, I, so I was even going to just say the complete wrong movie. I wasn't even thinking of the right movie. What's I like... understand why you say him because it sort of... I believe it came out like sort of early 2000s and it had that art house vibe to it. A very popular mm-hmm. book. Gemma's read it and she loved it. Mm-hmm. And I Is think... Scratch and Sniff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> New York Times bestseller for like 50 weeks in a row. Scratch and Sniff novel. Every page. Because you get yeah. like 300 sniffs. Right. <laughs> and they're all pheromones. <laughs> the rocks pheromones. <laughs> uh, so from what she's told me... Um, it's set in like like uh, 18th century or medieval times. And I think it's set in France. Uh-huh. And it is about a boy who is disabled in some way, like he's either mute or blind or something. But one thing he has is like a really good sniffer. <laughs> this is what I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah. This is the plot. This yeah. is what I pick up. And something happens. He, there's a girl mm. and that he sniffs her... <laughs> And so essentially, like, you know how... I think it's actually d- called Too Many Sniffs. I was going to say, Daredevil went blind, but yeah. got all these, like, super awesome, like, martial arts powers. <laughs> essentially, this is Daredevil, but instead of martial arts, he could just smell I don't know he's good. blind. He might... It might yeah. be something else, but I feel like he's got some kind yeah, of, like... but one of his other senses is not working, and therefore he has heightened other senses. Yeah. Which is the Daredevil But I also model. think he has, like, he's, a, he's something of a savant or something right. like that. So he's a bit of an enigmatic kind of sniffer. <laughs> And then I think, I don't know, um, this is where the information kind of stalls. I think it's a dark, like maybe even a gothic romance or a gothic. So I think it has a dark ending or like undertones of obsession or, you know, stalking. The perfume? What? There's a... Yeah, the perfume obsession. (laughs) Sorry. I'm trying to make jokes about a movie that I've not seen and can't even understand. Well, let's just see if you describe it. I think... No, you keep saying what you think think it is. I think he falls in love... I think he sniffs a girl that he likes. He likes her scent. He either makes perfume or tests perfume anyway, but then it becomes an obsessive love story and I think maybe he becomes the bad guy. Oh. And then at the end, the cowboys fight the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> or I might be mixing up two movies, I'm not sure. Um, all right, hang on. And is, is there a sequel to Perfume called The Sniffening? <laughs> Unfortunately, because I dropped my phone, oh, Googling this up. is uh, really um, hard work at the moment. So far, I've looked up Erfume, the movie. and uh, Erfume? Oh, yeah, Erfume. And, oh, shit, now I'm doing something where I'm talking to my phone and it keeps coming up with the words that I'm saying. All right. So, basically, now I'm Googling, oh, shit, I've done something <laughs> to my phone. And now we're Googling the words that I'm saying. And now we're doing that again because I've just said that again. Hey, you're sitting in a van outside All going... Right. Wow. Search. <laughs> oh no! Just type search. <laughs> um, all right, I'm not prepared. perfume. Perfume. <laughs> Movie. 
So you have no impression of it? No, I can't remember it at all. Uh, Perfume, the story of a murderer. Okay. So, all right. So Tick, it's a, it's a gothic kind of love story, I believe. Or maybe it's okay. not a love story. All right. Um, Romance? Film, it okay. says. And based on a book. Based on a book. Based on Perfume by Patrick Suskind. 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 I think it's Suskind. That's so Suskind. So Suskind. Oh, that sounds like my dog. Pause. And we're back. So have you got the plot, the perfume there? Oh, God, that's right. That's what I was doing. <laughs> um, I've got onto the page. Here we go. All right. Perfume, the story of a murderer, is a 2006 German, German. period psychological thriller. Psychological thriller? I feel like it's Film a directed, uh, blah, blah. Um, Alan Rickman. Oh, yeah. Dustin Hoffman. Alan Rickman. That's my Alan Rickman. Dustin Hoffman? Have you got a Dustin Hoffman? Ah, oh, I'm Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> um, what about... Uh, okay. Um, the film tells the story of Jean-Baptiste Gren... Gren... What? Grenil? Oh, I don't know. Uh, G-Man. An, ol- an olfactory genius. Ah, it's a savant of some kind. And his homicidal quest... Okay. <laughs> ...for the perfect scent. Oh. Okay, I am interested now. I'd like to know more plot. The film begins with a sentencing of Jean-Baptiste Grin... Well, Ben Ben Wershaw. The notorious <laughs> murderer. Uh, between the reading of the sentence and the execution, the story of his life is told in flashback, beginning at his abandonment at birth in a French fish market. Well done. Is that what I said? Fr- well, you said French. Okay. Raised in an orphanage... He grows into a strangely detached boy with a superhuman sense of smell. Bing! After growing to maturity as a tanner's apprentice, he makes his first delivery to Paris where he revels in all the new scents. The scents of the big city. He focuses on a red-headed girl. <laughs> Can you imagine? I imagine like there's a scene where he's like, he arrives in Paris the first time, a horse-drawn cart, and like they... You know, he probably closes his eyes and leans out the window. It's a beautiful shot of like a curtain villain to let you know that like the wind is blowing in. <laughs> and he goes to smell like the fresh bread and the juices. But he turns a corner and there's just a guy farting. <laughs> he just gops a face full. You just throw a Chris Farley moment right this into is, that. This is Apple ju- Adam Sandler's make, remaking perfume. <laughs> Uh, it's, called, it's a shot-by-shot remake of the film Perfume. It's an Adam Sandler film. You know how he said he was going to make the worst film of all time? Yeah. This is what we've decided on. A shot-by-shot remake of the film Perfume. No. Except that Adam Sandler plays the titular character from the film Perfume, where a guy with a giant nose. You give him a comically <laughs> giant nose. And his and name is something like... His name is like Stanley Snoutley. <laughs> it's like, what are the odds of a guy called Snoutley having a huge nose? At the very least, like, you know, it's like Barry Owen or something, so his initials are B.O., right? Yeah. There's got to be some, something. And so Adam Sandler with a giant nose is this character from Perfume who comes to town and then suddenly gets to smell all the smells of the And Christopher city. Walken plays like the mayor of the town or something. Is like... 
Uh, Stanley Snapwell. It's <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> Snapwell. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, between the uh, so he was raised, he was abandoned in a fish market. So imagine right. that. Like even as a kid with an amazing I got lost at Victoria Market once when I was a little kid and it was terrifying. I lost my parents and I screamed and cried and I had to let the police have to find me and then my mum had to come back and get me. Unless I think they were my family or maybe they were replaced by robots. Shh, Black Mirror. <laughs> I was thinking that like for this kid who has this amazing sense of smell, a fish market, like the it's an overpowering stench at the best of times. But yeah. for somebody with super smell, that would be like you would be even more confused and disorientated because you would have lost. Well, I think it's the perfect origin story, yeah. right? Like he's got to fall into his vat of acid or yeah. be hit by the ray beam or It's whatever. essentially white noise, but for smells. It's yeah. white smell. Smell. <laughs> it's the living end's less popular follow-up <laughs> white, white smell. noise. Living smell. <laughs> white smell. Oh, I'm smelling from you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Um, okay, so makes his first delivery to Paris where he revels in all the new scents. He focuses on a red-headed girl selling yellow plums. Following her, and re- I mean the person in the Adam Sandler movie, the person selling the plums, the amount of jokes about testicles and plums yeah. that you can get into that scene. Do you think Adam Sandler does one of his trademark wacky voices when he's playing Stanley Snoutley? Oh, you know what? He probably plays Stanley Snoutley and the red-headed girl. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> that's right. Jack. Well, he said he's going to make the worst film of all time. Yeah. That's a good start. You make a sequel to Jack and Jill. It's actually a thinly veiled perfume remake. It's a sequel to Jack and Jill, but it's also a shot-by-shot remake of the film Perfume. <laughs> he could do this, or if he wanted to save money, Adam Sandler could buy Perfume because he said he's going to release the worst yeah. film of all time. He doesn't actually appear in the film. His face doesn't. But he recuts the film Perfume because I imagine there's a bunch of scenes of the guy leaning out the window or opening his window or, and just like taking a deep breath in. So I'm suggesting Adam buys that film and every scene where that happens, he then cuts to a shot of someone's bum fart. <laughs> so it's the same film, but just every time the guy takes a big sniff, you cut to a cutaway of a bum farting. Well, they don't even need a cutaway of a bum farting. You just need to put the, the fart sounding. noise into pre-existing scenes as if someone who's already in that scene has farted. And like you said, save yourself some money. If there's a horse in the scene, yeah. the horse can fart. It does like the range of farts, no matter where he goes. This redheaded girl, Someone, she could be ripping some farts. I'm going to look up perfume fart edit because I reckon <laughs> someone would have done that, don't you? It's just too easy. Or if someone hasn't, someone should. Perfume fart edit. <laughs> I'll be interested to see what comes up regardless of whether it has any connection to what we were talking about. No, the fart fragrance. Your fart can be categorized as a staccato type. Um, no, no one has done it. So we could... Well, someone's taken Star Wars and put farts in that. So, yeah, no one's done it with perfume. But I reckon that would be the perfect film to cut some farts into. If anyone out there is teaching yourself iMovie or, or Final Cut, send us that. He focuses on a red-headed girl selling yellow plums. Sorry, I hit play accidentally. Following her and repeating, repeating, repeatedly attempting... To kiss her? To sniff her? To ah. sniff her. Yeah. So does it say he has a disability or it's just that he's... No. On, they say he's... Um, 
a savant, right? Yeah, but he's but no no disability no, has like, been physical talked about impairment. so far. No. Apart from his giant nose as played by Adam <laughs> Sandler. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so he's, he's just... He's, the opening scene of that shot, because there'd be a voiceover, because yeah. there's normally a cheesy setup, and it's like, you know, 35 years ago, the hospital had their most uh, uh, interesting delivery. And it's like, push Mrs. Snoutley, push Mrs. Snoutley. And you see a shot from the mum's POV, the doctor's looking over her. And then you see this baby come out with, with a bang, like a comically big nose. Well, they're like, we think it's twins. And then it's just like the Another giant nose. nose. <laughs> He's got a conjoined nose. He was the first kid born with a conjoined nose. So the nose has its own... Pers- personality part of part of the what of- how do we get to sentient nose from big nose to sentient nose <laughs> so now i'm imagining the nose isn't like a conjoined twin but the so he converses with it yeah <laughs> it's like it's, it's voiced by norm mcdonald ah <laughs> uh, you know uh stanley <laughs> yes so adam sandler is the titular character from perfume but uh what he he has a giant nose. You know, they fixed rats in New York City. He was born great with a conjoined a twin that was mostly nose, and so now they work together in a sort of Tyler Durden sort of relationship. But yes, it's his giant by- nose compels him to do bad. Yeah, yeah. that's how he's overwhelmed by. <laughs> oh, fuck perfume! I want to see Stanley Snoutley. <laughs> Norm Macdonald is Adam Sandler's nose. I think we're actually coming up with the best movie of all time, not the worst. <laughs> That's what you're talking about. Um, all right, so uh, he's sniffing this girl around town. That's weird. Yes, absolutely. Well, hang on. Is it weird? If someone leaves a space, yeah. public space, she's waiting for a train, a train arrives, she gets on, and then he walks into the spot she was and sniffs the air that she left behind. Is that weird? Is that Has he been following her around with the express purpose of sniffing her? Well, is that or... what they say in the yeah. thing? Okay, yeah. So, it's weird, yeah. <laughs> is it weird, though? <laughs> yes! You can't be following somebody around for nefarious purposes. Well, not to smell, but he's not wanting to interact with her. Yeah, but it's still creepy to be followed around by a guy who's just trying to, who's just trying to a... smell you. Well, I agree. I don't that think is, there's an acceptable an way. Is there an equivalent where someone leaves behind something that they don't notice that... What, this shit or something? <laughs> Have you ever taken a shit and not noticed? In fact, that's why it was very hard to do the glass house in the end. That's the real reason they cancelled. So, you know, Will's not even aware when he shits anymore. <laughs> no, like that problem we thought was bi. It turns out is something much more serious. What do you mean? He literally doesn't eat. He doesn't know. You know what? I appreciate you brought it up because I can smell it too. I was like, it smells like someone shit themselves. <laughs> Uh, so he's following her around. Okay. No. I, I accept that it, you shouldn't follow anyone. But if yes. she's unaware of it and he's not choosing to interact with her, he doesn't want doesn't want no, still uh, still inappropriate. Absolutely inappropriate. It's creepy. Yeah, no harm is being done at this point, but it it's is creepy. creepy. And she might have noticed it or got a sense of. Anyway, who knows what some person who's following. I you guess around, it's the same as voyeurism. How does in that a way. escalate? Like, as well, people don't know that you're being. If you're being, if someone's put like a camera in your hotel yeah. room or something, you don't know. It doesn't make it any better. Yeah, but also after a while of following you around to sniff you, yeah, you start to think, oh well, this is fine, right? Like no one has a problem with this, and then suddenly you're like, 
Well, it wouldn't matter if I sniffed their laundry, I suppose, because they're not there. They wouldn't know that. Is it really that different to sniffing where they've just been to sniffing their laundry if it's out on the line and then maybe, you know, breaking into their house to sniff their dirty laundry? Like, is it really any different? Yeah, probably not. I mean, you're right. Like, if you're jumping someone's fence to sniff their laundry while they're down at the shops, I right. would say, that's fucking weird. Dude. Exactly. And you're only one step away from that at the at the area you're trying to justify. Um after the Apple shop, when I was walking back yeah. to the car, there was a little booth by the top of the escalator, which is like, hey, um, free body scan, like work out your body weight, body mass index, blah, 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 blah. And so I was like, oh, I got time to kill. So I went in to this booth and it's like, uh, we do an infrared scan. We can tell you like, what's up with your body, like health, you know, your body mass index. So how your shoulders are sitting, if you need to see like, basically it's a hook, line and sinker for personal trainers I'll no. give you a readout right but I was expecting I assume 95% of the people who go in they go there's nothing wrong with you and thank you good day to you I was expecting that there was going to be some kind of like because you stand on a scale right yeah. so I'm like well they'll at least get that right no <laughs> turns out I'm 10 kilos heavier than I know I am because I weigh myself often and they gave me an extra 10 kilos and said that I was overweight <laughs> I mean you're not which is the greatest example of how much of a con those things but, are. Yeah, it was. I, w- I was disappointed. I thought, I mean, surely you could come up with an, an app that can do that and it's not going to cost you too much. Just tell people how much they weigh and how tall they are. They've been doing it carnivals for years. They got those two basic bits of information wrong. Anything that happens in the middle of the mall, I just don't trust. Right. I'm sure there are legitimate businesses that happen in the middle of the mall. But if your teeth whitening, oh, I know teeth. Have you never got a massage in a mall? No, thank you, They're sir. They're the best. They're really Shut good. Up. No, no I way. swear by them. Yeah, no. you, not like a full. Like <laughs> <laughs> you strip down to your Doug. underpants. <laughs> You're a guy who doesn't want to rub a dug, but also has to be in the most places. Louis C.K. <laughs> I just I like to have my rub and tug with my head face down on one of those <laughs> ch- massage chairs. No, if you just want like. 15 minutes of neck or back. Or I don't. Like that. Who great. ever wants 15 minutes of neck or back? Me. You don't no. ever want you need your neck loose? No, thank you. Oh, it's an it's a hour and a half job or it's a no job at all really? when it comes to massage. Yeah. Okay. All or nothing. If I'm lying down and getting ready, 15 minutes is not not helpful. Just a taste, you're like, just a taste. Just a taste. Just a taste. This one's free, is it? Just I think maybe this is illegal. <laughs> you're allowed to touch me and tell me it's free. The first one's free. <laughs> Um, all right, so he's sniffing her around all over the place. Um, and then he startles her with his behavior. Stanley's snout, snout. So now this is now because he startled her now. So yeah. even so if, she catches him. Yeah. Well, something happens, yes. Um, to prevent her from crying out, oh. he covers the girl's mouth and unintentionally suffocates her. Right. Now, this is why I was arguing earlier that it wasn't justified to be sniffing her around town. Because look how quickly this is escalated into something. <laughs> this fictional. <laughs> this is a classic example of why you shouldn't let someone sniff you around town. So, um, but unintentionally suffocates her. Yeah, because they need to keep him sympathetic for the audience. Yeah, I know, but still not that sympathetic because no. you shouldn't be... You well, know. I don't think he finishes sympathetic. I think this mm. is the path to, to ruin. After realising that she is dead, he strips her body naked... And smells her all over. Ah, I said gothic, right? Yeah. By becoming distraught 
Oh, because you can't smell her anymore. When her scent fades. Oh. I mean, we'll have to do a punch up of that for the Adam Sandler. <laughs> That's not happening. She's definitely not dying. He's not murdering her. Maybe if it's an Adam Sandler film, it'd be like they've been put together for some reason. She works at the perfume factory as well, and she's really, she's really diligent and wants to kind of like you know go up the ladder. But he's the goof who keeps like getting her in trouble. She's like the Hermione in the Adam Sandler film. Uh, afterwards, he's haunted by the desire to recreate the girl's aroma. Oh. After making a delivery to a perfume shop, he amazes the Italian owner, uh, Duff- Dustin Hoffman, with his ability to identify and create fragrances. He revitalizes the perfumer's career with new formulas demanding only that uh, Baldini teach him how to preserve scents. So hang on. I've got the disconnect. So between the murder, he becomes obsessed with trying to recreate a scent. Yes. And that leads him to sell those scents to a perfume shop. Getting Well, getting a job at a perfume shop where he has the capacity to work on all these new scents. All right. So he's trying, he's using, yeah. he's working so Dustin on, Hoffman, on his own time. Dustin Hoffman is this like famous Perfumer. perfume guy who's like fallen upon hard times. And this, you know, new young gun Old has Spice, come in. is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman plays Old Spice in the Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, we'll yeah. get Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> no, he'll do a cameo. We'll get Jerry Halliwell. Yeah. Old Spice. It's a joke <laughs> within a joke. Yes, of course. This thing's writing itself, literally. <laughs> so, um, with his ability to identify, do you think? So, say for example, like your our task for today was write the worst Adam Sandler movie of all time, and we started with. And just keep going, no idea is a bad idea. So whatever we throw at it, so we start going, it's a remake of the movie Perfume, right? And then he has a giant nose and then you're like, but it's actually a sequel also to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's this and it's that. And and you just start throwing those ideas and you go, and Jerry Halliwell's in it, she's Old Spice. And then just at the end, you go, that's the movie. Do you think that movie would be better than most movies that come out? Yes. Yes. 100%. I think so too. Yeah. Who's going to let us make it? <laughs> Adam Sandler. But do you, but he, it's not the worst movie of all time. I think there's actually something about it that is so like, in, if you're doing it intentionally, let's make the worst film of all time. There's something artistic in that. It's very right. a- anarchic. Like literally we're going to make a movie that is every brainstorming decision. We're just going to make that into a movie. Like we come up with the movie from start to finish in a day and then we just make it. Have you ever heard, uh, seen Freddie Got Fingered, the Tom Green film? I think that I have, but I cannot remember any of So it. they did an episode of Freddie Got Fingered on Red Letter Media, those guys who do the movie breakdowns and video essays. And it was so interesting because they say, look, it is a terrible film, but they believe, and I'm not sure if it's been stated or maybe Tom Green's come out after the fact and said, that it is an intentionally uh, 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 chaotic film that is non-linear where it's just like, he is commenting on the fact that someone gave him this much money to make this mm. film. And so, because I can't, the plot reflects that in some way. I can't remember what the plot is, but they're saying it's actually just like a punk album. He's just saying, how stupid is it people give me money to do this? What's the most fucked up thing? I'm going to hump a dead moose. Do you think that's what this film could be? But like a more clearly understood version of that? Yes. Yes, I do. Especially if you get Adam Sandler because... Because he's a big star and people saw Uncut Gems and were like, oh man, this guy's got chops. He can do it. If the next thing he does is this, yeah. like, I'd see it. 
How could you not? <laughs> he was almost nominated for an Oscar. If Adam Sandler was like, here's my next project. I heard this podcast Stanley from Smiley. these two dudes from Australia and they suggested that they would just come up with the worst movie of all time in a brainstorming session and then I'm just going to make that shot by shot as they said it on their podcast. What if he just listened to this podcast and he announced? What if Adam Sandler goes to a press conference and he goes, I've been listening to this podcast and as my next project, I'm going to make the film that they came up with on that podcast. Do you think... What if he says... But that's you don't want to you get don't get. Would they let him make that? Firstly, would Netflix let him yeah. make that? Oh, fuck yeah! Because his reputation is so strong, and he can do, do whatever he, the fuck he well, likes. Do you think he has if to he sh- says this is my project, they would just go, "Yep, okay, fair enough." I don't. I feel like he's the kind of guy who probably doesn't get need to get script approval from like Netflix. I don't reckon Netflix said we want to scrutinize a ridiculous six. We want to make sure this is watertight. I think they're like, "We've got you, so go do whatever the fuck you want." Well, I think we've already got enough for an Adam Sandler film. This guy with a really big nose. I mean, that's... I mean what? Stanley Snoutley should be in every movie. <laughs> like, because let's be honest. Yeah. The way we're telling the story, yeah. the smelling has been very, yeah. very minor part of the story. It's more just about his big nose and pratfalls. <laughs> well, he has trouble with balance because of the size of his nose. Oh, that's nose. right. Even though it's set in like, yeah. you know, 18th century Paris, he'll be skateboarding for... Oh, no! Stanley... <laughs> Um, all right, so he goes and works for Dustin Hoffman and amazes with his ability to identify and create fragrances. He revitalizes the perfumer's career with new formulas, demanding only that Baldini teach him how to preserve scents. Baldini explains that all perfumes are harmonies of 12 individual scents oh, okay. and may contain a theoretical 13th scent. Oh, it's like so the Millie Cl- Mil- chlorians. Well, this is what Sandler could do. He could be on the search for this magical 13th scent. Yeah. That, that, that all makes sense. Yeah. Um, he continues working for Baldini, but is saddened when he learned that Baldini's method of distillation will not capture the sense of all objects. Baldini informs him of another method that can be learnt in grass, grasse, grass, and agrees to help him Providing How about the film is called Common Sense, oh, but sense is spelled S-E-E-N-T-S. I love it. I love common it. Common Sense. Common Sense. Because Stanley Snoutley is just like your every, everyday Joe. Yeah. Adam Sandler is Stanley Snoutley in Common Sense, <laughs> a remake of the movie Perfume. <laughs> Pitch it to Netflix. I reckon it'll happen. Written by Tofoff. All right, well, we're going to finish up with some letters. Oh, hang on. I, I just want to finish up with oh, that's right. I forgot about that. How, yep. how, does, how does Stanley Snoutley finish? Yeah, okay. So he goes to this other place, um, agrees to give him the journeyman papers he requires in exchange for 100 new perfume formulas. Right after he departs, Baldini dies when the shaky building, along with his studio, collapses. En route to grass or grass or grasse or whatever. Uh, <laughs> you sound like an Australian tourist I mean, asking I directions I in Paris. Grass? 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 I don't know. Parlez-vous anglaise? Decides to exile himself from society, taking refuge in a cave. During this time, he discovers that he lacks any personal scent himself. Oh. oh there you go. How, how would he not know that earlier? 
and believes this is why he's perceived as a strange or disturbing ah. by others. Pheromones. That bring, it brings wine. it full circle. <laughs> Perfume remake with Adam Sandler brought to rock, you by... And The Rock launches his range of rock perfume pheromones in the movie. No, so, Adam Sandler loves a fucking product placement. Right. You know, Subway and Happy Gilmore, Dunkin' Donuts with Al Pacino. So I reckon... He just, yeah, it's Wipe on Sex Appeal becomes a big, he, this is the birth of Wipe on Sex Appeal. The company is Stanley Snoutley in, in Paris. The Rock has a cameo as the head of Wipe on Sex Appeal. We've like, been missing the most obvious thing, which what? is that Adam Sandler's character, instead of perfumes, is working on Wipe on Pheromones. <laughs> he is a Wipe on Pheromone genius. And he has been working on like a hundred different new pheromones for every situation. He has fine-tuned the world of pheromones. For cut to comical effect. So the effect. plot is literally around those little wipe-on pheromone things from like the, the nightclub toilets and the gas station. And the entire movie is about this guy with his giant nose who becomes <laughs> this pheromone expert. But it's based on the plot of Perfume. <laughs> with a cameo by The Rock. Oh, and product wow. placement for wipe on pheromones. Okay, so he doesn't have his own smell and he discovers that. And then um, he leaves his cave and continues his quest. He catches the scent of uh, Laura Ritchie, the beautiful red-headed daughter of the wealthy uh, Alan Rickman, and decides that she will be his 13th scent, the linchpin of his perfume. He finds a job in grass under, uh, anyway, whatever, but learns the learns a new method... He kills a young lavender picker and attempts to extract her scent using the method of... Oh, he goes on the rampage. After this, he... Uh, anyway, blah, blah, blah. He starts murdering heaps of people to try to find the scent. <laughs> well, I think we have to wrap this up because the fucking dogs. dogs. Uh, All right, let's do two quick letters. And yes. we'll get, uh, do we need to wrap it up? Stanley Snoutley gets the girl. Uh, Steve Buscemi has a cameo. And then there's some <sighs> dance number at the end. <laughs> You ready for a letter? Yes. Chris writes yes. in. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Hey. Hey. Shh. Chill. Hey. Chill. Hey. Hey. Chill. Hey. Chill. 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 No, 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 no. Chill out. Chill out. You got it. You too. Don't make me turn this podcast around. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, man. I feel like I'm back in the Apple store. <laughs> Her breath is not great at the moment. She smells very doggy. I said that to you earlier. And wow. She does particularly she smell does. doggy. No, you stay up here, stay up here. Okay. This is from Chris. Subject, no content, just thanks. Hey, guys. Meant to leave a comment on the GoFundMe and miss my chance. Just donated. Wanted to say a quick thanks. Tofop was my gateway podcast, my first foray into my now favorite medium. It proceeded... A rapid rabbit hole of niche interests, new ideas, and introductions to new comedians, philosophers, authors, analysts, etc., etc., etc. A mate and I even churned out 127 eps of our own. Congratulations, that's a no mean feat, which remains both my all time favorite hobby and something that fills me with dread whenever it's brought up in conversation. Yeah, <laughs> you know what it's like to do TOEFL. <laughs> Thanks for the introduction all those years ago. I continue to love your work. Thanks, Chris. What a fucking nice, fucking content free. <laughs> letter that was uh, if you do want to email us email tofop at gmail.com best way to contact us uh, I have another bit of interaction that's probably more an off-air chat temporary tattoos we've got pricing all ready to go if 
that's what we choose to do. I, I think we talked about this episode of last about running a poll. Maybe we'll run a poll in a couple of weeks and see what people want most out of merch. Will, this last letter is from Max. Hey, Tofop. Hi, Will and Charlie. Charlie, please don't read out my surname. Okay. I have a Tofop tidbit I thought you might enjoy. I'm not sure it qualifies as tantalizing, though. All right, we'll take it. A few years ago, I started dating my current partner. We'd been talking about meeting each other's families, so we set a night to have dinner at my parents' house. Unfortunately, I'd forgotten about a very large, very prominently placed photo of me and my ex-girlfriend from a graduation ceremony. You can't miss it when you walk in. Wanting to avoid any awkwardness, I messaged my brother as we drove over dinner, asking him to take the photo down or hide it or something, but he didn't respond. We arrived at my parents' house, and I was resigned to my fate. Meeting your parents' family can be pretty daunting, and I didn't want my partner to feel unwelcome or uncomfortable. But it was too late. We were welcomed in, and immediately she saw it. A large photo of me in graduation robes and my former Two Guys One Cup whipping boy, Charlie Dixon. (laughs) What? In a moment of sticker pack-related brilliance, my brother had printed out a picture of Charlie Dixon, cut him out, and stuck him over my ex-girlfriend in the graduation photo. Dinner went great, and Charlie Dixon remains on the photo to this day. Also, I'm currently writing my PhD, so you'll be soon able to count another doctor amongst your listeners. Thanks for so many great moments and laughs over many years. Great, Max. I hope when he graduates, Charlie Dixon goes to the graduation. If you'd like to win a sticker pack that you could potentially stick over a photo of your ex, you can join our Patreon.com. And if you uh, send us a letter, we'll read it out on our bonus podcast that's accessible only through Patreon. And if we deem it sticker worthy, you can win yourself a sticker sheet. I'm assuming by the time this episode comes out, we still have some left. Uh, If not, we'll have something else to give away. (laughs) The point being, give us money. (laughs) All right, my pitch is a little rusty. Patreon.com slash Dopebop. I am doing some stand-up shows. You can come and see my show. Uh, Will informed at the Adelaide Fringe for a few more days. And then after that, you can come and see Will Eagle for two weeks, 10 shows only in Melbourne uh, of my show about being arrested. So come and see that. Uh, Last 10 shows I'll ever do of that show in Melbourne. And then after that, 10 completely improvised shows. Uh, New shows every night, no night the same. Completely made up on the spot. First time I've done that show in Melbourne. So... That'll be pretty exciting too. And the rest of my tour is already on sale around the rest of the country, Perth and Brisbane and a whole bunch of other places as well. So comedy.com.au to find out the details for those things. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at, at Tofop. We even have an Instagram channel that we're just uploading some old stuff from the archives onto. And you can go to Tofop TV on YouTube to see even more videos. You can catch our web series, see a bunch of great stuff. I think that's it. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. That was probably my best, like, Summing everything up at the end ever, don't you reckon? I really think you did I'm a funny good job. I'm finding 270 something episodes. I'm I mean, when you it. plugged our Patreon, you said <laughs> give us patreon.com and didn't say slash tofu. I did, didn't I? No. You just said patreon.com. So if I was going to give you some feedback, Charlie and I have these meetings after the show every, every episode. <laughs> he normally hits me with a cane. <laughs> I get a lash. For everything I stuffed up, (laughs) I walk home very sore. (laughs) This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.